welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on WellMed Radio. Delighted to have you on board. I'm Ron Aaron, who, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, every week come to you with a discussion of a variety of issues that affect people and their families. And we're going to take up the topic today of seasonal depression. And we, as always, Dr. Charles, delighted to see you. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, Ron. It's good to be here. Uh, Sad, seasonal affective disorder. Uh, Do you have patients who've been diagnosed with that? Absolutely. Um, I know it's it's a lot more common up north where they have these long, dark winters. You know, here in, in San Antonio, we do have, you know, quite sunny, uh, you know, winters at times. But the seasonal affective disorder is something that can affect, you know, regardless of, of where you are. And it's generally associated with those like darker, colder months. And we're going to talk with our guest, Dr. Lorena Gomez. She's a physician at the Wilmot at El Paso Drive Clinic in El Paso, Texas. Earned her medical degree at the University of New Mexico School of Medicine. Completed her internship and residency at Texas Tech University Health Science Center in El Paso. Dr. Gomez is board certified in family medicine. And Dr. Gomez, thanks for coming on. Uh, as Dr. Charles was saying, there may not be as much a seasonal uh, disorder as you might find up in New York State or Ohio, where I grew up. Uh, tell us uh, from from your vantage point what it is you see and how people uh, may know they have it. So um, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on your show this morning. We're delighted um, to have you. Thanks. <laughs> so, yes, the topic is um, SAD, uh-huh, Seasonal Affective Disorder. Uh, another um, name is Winter Depression. So, uh, you know, the, the curious thing is that um, most people may not even know they have um, winter depression. Um, uh, it roughly goes, you know, undiagnosed, um, even up to about 60% of the time. So it really does fall back on um, us as medical providers uh, to help assist our patients in identifying um, those, um, those symptoms that, um, uh, goes along with winter depression. What would those symptoms be? So, um, the symptoms specifically towards, um, for, um, with winter depression is, uh, hyper, uh, So patients are more sleepy, right? They want to sleep, um, more hours. Um, they can crave carbohydrates, believe it or not. Wow. And I'm not, I know I do almost a year round, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that can also be a symptom um, of winter depression. And, um, and weight gain, uh, weight gain, um, a six to eight pound weight gain, uh, we can also see. So these are, those are typically the, the more common um, symptoms. And when you run through that checklist, are there a couple that say to you, wow, this is it? Well, you know, I think it's it's all of the above, quite frankly, because, you know, um, I mean, we may just be talking about the normal weight gain, you know, during a Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Um, but 
I think what what helps me also is um, is when a patient, you know, when you're you go in to see a patient and you're like, oh, you know, it's that time of the year, you know, the festivities and everything is is going on around, and and they make 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 a, a statement um, um, that can be like more uh, like a sadness type statement, or you know where where they're not as happy sounding. And so that's kind of like a red flag for me. And then the other thing is that you do as a medical provider wanna pay close attention to the family member that comes in with the patient, right? Cause they'll give you a lot of hints and, and clues um, that you wanna definitely hone in on. What um, will they say? So one example is um, recently I had a family, you know, a patient with her daughter um, typical, you know, routine follow-up appointment where their chronic medical conditions. But the daughter made a statement where she was concerned about her mom just not wanting to do anything right now. Like specifically for the holidays, you know, they're they're getting together more often, you know, they're having family dinners, or maybe they're preparing for the holidays. And the daughter was just like, you know, mom, mom said no to us when we went, you know, we we all were having a family dinner. Um, and she said she didn't feel like going and that's just not her. And so that was a big clue for me, you know? Wow. Um, so it's those kind of um, symptoms where they have a little interest in doing the things that they previously enjoyed doing. Um, now, do you, do you, pardon me for interrupting, but okay. do you separate the kind of symptoms that you're hearing from uh, run of the mill depression versus seasonal affective disorder? Uh, are, are they so interrelated? Do you treat them the same? Well, um, you definitely can treat them the same. And there's some other different um, treatment modalities that we um, can uh, utilize as well. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, specifically, uh, we can use uh, uh, oral antidepressants mm -hmm. um, and things such as Prozac, um, we can use right. uh, medications such as Wellbutrin, which um, has FDA approval for seasonal affective disorder. Um, and that particular medication, you know, if someone is uh, smoking, right, um, it has a dual uh, treatment uh, in terms of smoking cessation. So, oh. um, uh -huh. and then, uh -huh. mm -hmm. no, go ahead. Um, so aside from that, there are other treatments um, such as light therapy, and I personally never have uh, prescribed that um, but that is a possibility. Um, certain things that you can purchase over the uh, well, over the counter on the internet, mm -hmm. like light boxes. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Let me remind folks who've just joined us. You're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. And we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with Dr. Lorena Gomez. She's at the WellMed at El Paso Drive Clinic in El Paso, Texas, talking about seasonal affective disorder. And I mentioned to you, doctor, that I have a daughter-in-law who happens to be a physician, lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, where the winters are dark and long. And when I visited her, this is several years ago, I noticed she had a big light, you mentioned lights, at her desk. And she told me what it was all about. And so I kind of joke, well, just park yourself in front of a, a grow light, like a plant. And she said, yes, that's absolutely right. <laughs> I, can, I can see why you made that comment, yes. <laughs> and you said you haven't prescribed lights, but 
uh, people hit on it on their own. They figure, if I'm not getting enough sunlight, let me do it artificially. Right. I mean, um, what was mentioned earlier is, you know, yes, we see um, this condition in patients who live in those higher um, latitude, you know, states, right, our northern states. Um, you know, we can see that a little more common in women. Um, you can even see um, this condition starting as early as 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds. Um, really? And, mm -hmm. So, but the thing is, you know, it, it really does take a, a good working relationship between a patient and a, a, a physician or a medical provider. And we also really need the patients to be as honest with their uh, providers as possible, right? Because typically, you know, what we do hear a lot um, in the exam room is, oh, well, you know, it's just that typical stress of the holidays, <laughs> uh. you know? And so um, it's just taking those extra questions um, by your medical professional um, to ask, you know, um, again, uh, have you had some weight gain? Um, have you, are you sleeping more? Um, are you feeling sad, right? Um, mm -hmm. Are you having less interest in, 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 you know, the holiday season or just uh, hanging out with your family members? Um, and so I think that um, in the hustle and bustle, uh, unfortunately, that, that just kind of is assumed that it's just, that's the way it is. Um, and really, it's not. We, uh, As a medical professional, we can definitely help our patients. Weight gain is uh, kind of a tricky subject because of COVID. We were locked in our house for so long. Uh, it's the old, you go to college, you get the freshman 10. I got the COVID 40. And it, it, it's uh, all you did really was sit, look out the window, work and eat. And exactly. for a whole lot of folks, uh, I'm sure you've seen, Dr. Charles, uh, that mm -hmm. weight gain in your patients. Absolutely. Not only that, Ron, you know, the, the holidays are supposed to be this time of, you know, joy and happiness, but so many people have lost loved ones, especially these last couple of years that, you know, going through that first Christmas without so-and-so, without that family member can be really tough um, anticipating that these moments are going to be so joyful and so happy, but um, not everybody is going to be able to, to process and, and go through that the same way as they could before, mostly because it has been such a difficult year. I mean, it's hard to, to go, you know, to talk to almost anybody who hasn't lost somebody to COVID right. for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, we're um, at over 800,000 uh, Americans have died and the number keeps growing 12 or 1300 a day, which is just impossible uh, to wrap your arms around. Right. So it's it's exactly the time that we do need to some people will react by isolating. You know, I you know, sometimes I, I come, you know, my my husband tends to the house kind of dark. I get home, I'm turning on all the lights, you know, he's kind <laughs> of a but you know, sometimes we create these spaces of of darkness where, you know, you would feel better if you did get a little bit of sunlight, you know, in El Paso is probably similar to here in San Antonio where we have you know, sunny weather. Sometimes, you know, we think, oh, if only we could have a, a white Christmas, but um, that bright sunshine is actually good for us. And, you know, going outside, getting a little bit of that bright sunshine on your face um, daily is a good thing to do, especially if you're feeling your mood 
very low. Exercise. Now, we'll shed more light on seasonal affective disorder in just a moment. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. We're talking from El Paso, Texas, with Dr. Lorena Gomez, and we're delighted to have her on board. Uh, she is at the Wellmet at El Paso Drive Clinic in El Paso. Thanks for listening to Wellmet Radio. WellMed is a homegrown Texas health care provider. During the Medicare annual enrollment period, be sure to pick a plan that includes WellMed for care focused on you. Visit WellMed, find a doctor.com slash radio3 or call 210-675-8189. Calling this number connects to Simply Enroll, license number 2623676, a licensed insurance agency that explains Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplemental insurance drug options to Medicare enrollees. We're so pleased you were sticking with us right here on Wellman Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. I'm laughing because our guest, Dr. Lorena Gomez, and, and Dr. Charles and I were talking about uh, how with the shorter time as the sun sets earlier, actually moving from daylight savings time to uh, central time uh, triggers seasonal affective disorder in some people because the sun sets so much earlier. We need that hour back, Dr. Gomez. That's right. <laughs> I do agree with that. And I, I do have a personal story. You know, just my own um, experience has been, you know, with my own grandmother uh, for many years. Uh, we just quite didn't understand, you know, some of the somatic complaints she would have, like her her stomach was off, was off you know, just a little more anxious. And um, and that went on for, for several years, unfortunately, until one day my mother was like, I think your grandmother is depressed. Um, and as it turned out, the more we we started like putting, you know, two and two together and 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 thinking about um, her symptoms, it was it was an accurate diagnosis on behalf of my mom, um, because yes, we saw that her symptoms uh, were more evident during the winter months, right when uh, sunset was at five thirty in the morning, and we're in El Paso, Texas. This is a sun city. Five thirty in the evening, excuse right. me. And we're in El Paso, Texas, you know, so it's sunny year round. Um, and so what what our family uh, did for my grandmother is all her, her children, and there were five of them, rotated uh, every day. And they spent the night with her during the winter. Uh, so at five o'clock, each child every day uh, would go in, stay with her that night overnight and then and leave either to work or back home uh, the following morning and they did that for several years and that was the trick now not everybody has that right Um, they may be widowed or they have limited support systems and so um, but but that was just an experience that we had with my own family and so yes um, as a medical provider, you know, aside from, you know, doing your, your appropriate history taking and examination, 
Um, and once you come to that conclusion, you know, the, the recommendations would be, um, I, I tell my patients, you know, talk to somebody, right? You know, here at WellMed, we can offer you even telemedicine, mental health appointments. Um, I have patients that um, seek out, you know, uh, religious, right, per people. Um, even the, the diocese here in El Paso um, offers um, some counseling. So any, anywhere, you know, you can vent, right, and have that discussion, that connection um, is so important. Um, and then the other things, of course, that we want to make sure that our patients are aware of is, is making sure they get adequate sleep. Yeah, sleep is important and there are medications that can help, um, but, you know, and they can talk to a physician or a medical provider about that. Exercise is ideal. You want to get regular exercise. Um, of course, if you uh, can go out into the sun, you know, and, and walk, you know, um, you'll hit two birds with one stone there. Um, and then making sure on your diet, diet is very important. You want to limit that caffeine intake. You want to limit those carbohydrates, right? Um, and sugars. Um, and, uh, and right, just, and, and, and first and foremost, just be honest, honest with yourself. Because if a patient can't do that, then as a medical provider, we, we, we do have our hands tied. As you mentioned, diet, exercise, uh, that seems to be, and Dr. Charles and I are both smiling because almost every issue we talk about uh, on WellMed Radio often comes down to, well, you know, diet and exercise can play a very important role. Uh, last week, we talked about diabetes and of the impact diet and exercise can have. And when it comes to seasonal affective disorder, uh, Dr. Gomez, diet and exercise also plays a role. Correct. And, and that's a high priority uh, in my book. Um, so uh, it's really just, uh, and it'll take a, you know, um, it'll, it, it's, it's a little difficult for patients perhaps to, to jump into that, right? Because they might not be as motivated, um, but, you know, our role as, as um, medical providers is that just encouragement, um, recommendations, um, and, uh, and being a partner in their care. As you think about uh, the changes that uh, people go through, especially as the time changes, uh, it's darker earlier and, and more hours of dark versus sun. Uh, is this something if families are aware of it, as you became aware with your grandmother, people can begin to self-diagnose and seek treatment. Right. Well, in this day and age, you know, um, there's a lot of information on the... Yeah, on Dr. The, Google. Yeah, Dr. Google, correct. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that is a good thing, right? Because we want our patients informed. We want them to be asking the appropriate questions, right? And their, their time that they have in their medical, uh, in their appointments, and so, um, yes, I will even tell patients, you know, please write your questions down, bring the list in, we'll, we'll go over them one by one. Um, and so, uh, as however our patients can be informed to have that uh, informed discussion with their providers and make, uh, you know, that time with their physicians and, and medical providers, you know, um, productive, yes, by all means. I want to come back to something that you mentioned a little while ago about uh, difficulty sleeping and insomnia as one of the side effects of uh, seasonal affective disorder. 
Uh, and you mentioned there are some medications, uh, but I know that for seniors, and I plead guilty to being one, uh, drugs like Ambien are not recommended. What is appropriate and what is helpful? That is correct. Um, Ambien is not recommended for our patients who are elderly uh, over 65 years of age. Um, but we have other options, right, um, that are. And so, you know, speaking with your medical provider, you can have those discussions. Um, but uh, we, I regularly um, do prescribe medications such as trazodone, right, antidepressant, and uh, is also used for insomnia. What is the drug? Um, trazodone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. List of medications that are considered very high risk in these patients uh, above the age of 65. And Ambien is definitely one of the, the hot ones on that list. It's just there's so many side effects and complications that you can get from that particular medication. And as you get older, you don't process medicines the same way. It's harder for your body to um, get rid of those medicines from your system. And so people tend to have strange side effects, tend to um, you know, have sometimes, uh, you know, where their their dreams are, are very vivid, sleepwalking, you know, so many things that we hear about that can be quite dangerous with medications like that. But like Dr. Gomez was saying, there are some alternatives that can be safer. And we always want to talk about sleep hygiene, because um, sometimes it's our habits that are messing up our sleep. Like if you uh, have the, you know, nowadays that we have tablets and phones and all these devices that are shining bright, bright blue light in our eye, you know, right in our eyes, that makes it very hard to, for your body to know when it's time to sleep. Right. So dimming the lights, trying to go to bed and get up at about the same time every day and um, avoiding the caffeine later in the day can also be so helpful. So there's definitely lots of lifestyle things that we can do. You know, that bad habit of, of oh, I, I like having the TV on while I sleep. Oh, that's terrible. You don't want to have that TV on when you're trying to sleep because it, I'm guilty. If I have that TV on, I'll be up till three o'clock in the morning. Easy peasy. Just <laughs> flip the channels. Um, so, Watching reruns of Friends. Huh? <laughs> anything, <laughs> commercials, whatever's on, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just that it really does distract and keep you awake. Mm -hmm. I do. And Dr. Gomez, when you talk with patients, and Dr. Charles mentioned a very important point, sleep hygiene, do you go over that with your patients? Yes. And I'm so glad that she mentioned uh, Dr. Charles. Yes. Thank you. That is so important. And that's probably one of the more difficult discussions to have with patients, right? Because once they have the certain habits that they're used to a routine to try to break that routine um, is an uphill challenge. But as long as you're having those discussions again and again, and readdressing at, at, at follow-up appointments, and they see that they are improving once they, they start following those recommendations, I think, uh, yes, they'll, they'll see and that they'll continue to, to, to do that. But sleep hygiene definitely is a challenge. Uh, and I also would add uh, to minimize the alcohol use right, right, right before bedtime and even exercise right before bedtime. Mm -hmm. Some folks think of alcohol as a sedative. It's not. Right. No, um, it's not. And so uh, that is part of the sleep hygiene recommendations. Mm -hmm. I so mean, avoid alcohol as you go to bed. Right. You might fall asleep a little more easily, but it steals your sleep through the rest of the night. You'll be waking up. Ah. So and, you know, because I certainly, you know, have family members or, or people that, oh, I just want that little glass of wine right before. Bed. Right. 
but that's the problem. Yeah, maybe it's a little warm brandy. Right. <laughs> I'll sleep, but it steals the sleep the rest of the night. So yeah, that's why we say limit that alcohol. So Dr. Gomez, what would you say among your patient population, uh, folks struggling with uh, seasonal affective disorder? Uh, is it a tiny number? Is it a large number? Well, um, it is common, right? But it's not that as common. So like, let's say um, with it, if we're talking about a, a group of individuals that have the diagnosis of depression, probably about 10, 10%. Oh, well, that's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, of the, if you have it, it's definitely significant. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, try my approach that my daughter-in-law uses, hang them in front of a grow light. <laughs> You know, put them next to the ficus tree. They're trying to keep going over the winter. Right? <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> and maybe that'll work. Any last comments before we let you go? Something we didn't ask you you want to add? No, I think we had a very uh, thorough discussion uh-huh, on seasonal affective disorder. Um, and if anything, I'm just going to throw in, you know, for our listeners. Um, so if, if by chance, um, through listening to this uh, um, conversation, you have any of those symptoms, I highly encourage you to take that first step forward um, and, and be honest with yourself and be have that strength because that's what it takes, you know, um, and, and start that those discussions with your medical provider. Talk to your PCP. Correct. Hey, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on. Happy holidays to you. Uh, this uh, uh, is a great opportunity to meet you and we look forward to talking with you again. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much for having me and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you to you as well. Thanks very much. On behalf of Dr. Marisa Charles, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us right here on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.